what is infinite banking and why did it get started? You have to have a relationship with the client to be able to move around that, that much money. You have to help them understand their relationship with the banks versus the relationship with their own policy. If anything, you might want to call it a savings account on steroids or something like that, but it's about uh, saving your money in a very advantageous place rather than investing. Um So thanks for joining us this week on the Lead Sales Podcast. I'm happy to be joined in the studio this week. Marlon Hernandez with FFL Excellence. Mm -hmm. okay. We got John Background, FFL uh, Elite Syndicate. What's up, what's up? And we got John Tell joining us remotely from Central Florida. You know, we'll, uh, we'll get a chance to talk to him a little bit. Before we get started, actually, this week, what we're going to be talking about is talking about the importance of relationships. You know, that's, that's a big part of not just our business, but, you know, life in general. You know, ev everything's tied to a relationship of some sort. We're also going to have John Tell who's going to come on and share with us a little bit about IULs, you know, infinite banking, uh, whole life policies, utilizing cash value and maximizing it for whatever purposes that you need. So that's an alternative way for you to be able to utilize life insurance as a tool. And the, there's some uh, some really great and neat things that you can do with it. So looking forward to hearing from that, from him on that part. But as far as relationships, I mean, part of the reason why I'm I thought of, I thought of that was because we had Jack Heller from Prosperity in town. You know, every time he comes to town, always hits me up and says like, "Hey, you know, he's coming in to do a training for some other group," and then he just said, "Let's grab dinner." And I'm yeah. always like, "Jack, anytime you say, I'm there," because we always have a good time. And you know, I I always, aside from the personal relationship of it, like I also relish that opportunity to be able to talk to you know, he's, he happens to be a VP of sales. You know, other other people similar type positions if they're in in a they're, they're a carrier rep or account executive. I want to be able to pick their brains. I want to understand how this business business works. You know, the inner workings rather than just hey, generally this is this is what we've been told. Now I want to be able to be like, all right, let's let's have a couple of drinks. You know, let's 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 talk a little deeper. Mm -hmm. And I always like to invite my my managers so then they can get a chance to, to to build that relationship number one, but also for them to be able to ask their questions. So, would you what you think of that dinner with Jack? Uh, well, it was uh, it was a lovely dinner. Uh, first off, the Argentinian, you know, cuisine, uh, they're known for their steaks. Yeah. So it was it was very delicious from the appetizers to the dessert. So no complaints there. But uh, no, personally, Jack, he's uh, this is probably I don't know, like the third or fourth dinner that I've had with him. Yep. He's always been a good guy. But this time, you know, he did me a solid. I mean, right. he did a special favor for me. On so. the spot. <laughs> On the spot, yeah. And, you know, and I, I had to shoot, you know, shoot or shoot. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to pull him to the side and, and, and hey, man, can, can we go talk privately over here? Like, I didn't feel like that was right. I was like, you know what? I already tried through uh, their corporate department. And I'm like... You know, so you what? tried and they denied you on that request. So they, so to be clear, like, um, and I don't want to make it sound like the, you know, the the corporate side on 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 uh, prosperity was was mean or not understand. They're super super understanding. You know, I had a payment plan for a certain set amount uh, initially that was working just fine. Um, but I felt like I needed a little bit more wiggle room, considering that there's other stuff, other carriers to consider as well. 
So um, they did accommodate. They did help me with the adjustment for the 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 payment plan. But there was something more that I wanted, um, and they said no to that part. So I, but I was cool with that. You know, right. I was like, all right, they're still helping me out. Like this is that's very considerate and nice of them. And I just got to do my thing. Like it's you know they set the rules. It is what it is. So I, you know, it's funny because like I did not have any intention. I I genuinely was like, yo, let's go eat. Let's go see the homies. Let's go see Jack. Let's have a good time because. That's that's normally, you know, what happens. But then I was like, you know what? Hey, Jack, can you do something about like this is my situation? And, you know, he what do you call it? The magic phone phone pulls it up, takes out his magic phone. He didn't answer me. Right. It was funny because he he hears me, picks up his phone. Uh, What's what's your agent number? I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. You need that. Like and then like two minutes later, he's like. It's done. He puts his phone down. I'm like, well, I was like, thank you, bro. Like. So it was, it was, it was good. I mean, he's very generous and very kind. So I'm, I'm very grateful for sure. Yeah. And then that, then that's like a, that's an added benefit, yeah. obviously. So Marlon went through the, the proper channels and they, they couldn't do it, but you know, Jack is up there. He's, he's, he's got pull. He's got considerable sway. And, and I, that company. yeah. And I didn't know how much power he really had. And I kind of still don't, but it's oh. cool that he can and did hope you're enjoying the video so far please make sure that you like subscribe comment anything to help us help support the algorithm so we can continue to bring you more valuable content and continue to be part of your lives also if you don't feel that it's providing you that much support since you're already at this point like and subscribe anyway yeah so one of our first dinners i asked jack to ask like so what's your position in the company and then he he tells me he's like i'm the vp of sales kind of taking care of uh, all of our prosperity and so my second follow-up question is so Who's above you? And it's like the owner. Oh, so, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, so he's up there. It's like, okay, oh, so you're okay. really up there. <laughs> okay. Now I get it. Now I get it. <laughs> he's the, basically the second in line. Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. Prosperity. Okay. Well, you, the last time that we had him, had him in all, in, in the uh, studio, I was like, I was like, Hey, this, this is prosperity, our carrier rep. And then he's like, well, he I didn't you. want to correct you, but it's not a carrier rep. I'm a vice president of sales. And I'm like, I didn't really understand the difference. You know what? I really understood the difference. Um, all of our carry reps are great. Yeah. I just want to say that I have great relationships with a lot of those people out there and, you know, love grabbing, grabbing a, a drink with them, having dinner with them. The difference that I recognize is like, typically they, and maybe this is a, this is our problem, but they, they always say, all right, well, yeah, no, let me treat you guys. I got this. And then when the bar tap starts running up, they're like, all right, well, I'm sorry, but you know, there's a limit. There's, there's going to be a cap and, you know, just letting you know. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then so that I've I've talked to Jack because we you know we've gone to some nice places, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was like, hey, uh, if you have a limit, I totally understand. I'll pay for the rest. Don't worry about any of that. He's like, ah, it's fine. And I'm like, what about expense reports? He's like, I can send it in. And then I'm like, whoa, what's your limit? What about like, what reports? Expense reports, because you know you got you got to write it off. Yeah, after yeah, 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 yeah. So now I was, I was like, what, what about uh, what about you know, limit and you know, is there is there gonna be issues? Like, and I was like, okay, my man, Jack. <laughs> well, I think it's in the name prosperity. They're the most prosperous. What's their slow? Like let's flourish or something like, yeah, he just wants us all to prosper, you know? Yeah. But I mean, yeah, that's, that's a, uh, and, and, and more importantly, the, the thing that Marlon requested for without getting all, into all the specifics, he also, he also didn't say yes right away. He didn't say no right away because he wanted to take a look at it. So he wanted to check to see, all right, what's, What's Marlon's balance at? You know, how long has he been with us? All the all this other stuff. And obviously, if he's at dinner table with us, you know, you're trusted. You, you're, he's not going anywhere. If he did truly check all that out, he is very fast. No, no, because... he, he needs to look at what your overall 
That's yeah. And I mean, I did give him all the data. I was like, well, look, this is where we were at in two months. Mu- in two months. Now this is what it's looking like. But yeah, he's he knows what he's doing. I mean, he chose to help the right man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, well, that's the important part of relationship. And that's that's the key distinction between, you know, when people ask for stuff versus like sometimes people ask for stuff and they don't get it right away. And then they get upset. They're like, oh, this guy's a jerk. He doesn't like me or whatever it is. Yeah. That's not always the case. It's like, all right. I'm willing to go this far for you. How far are you willing to go for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not even personal. It's just right. business. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought that was really cool to watch the whole thing unfold. I mean, as soon as you asked, I'm like, we have a really good shot of you getting that. So, yeah. And I had no, like I said, I didn't have any intention, no idea. I think the subject we were on, I was like, you know what, Jack, can you <laughs> just a question? And then two minutes later, it's like, he's a man. Shoot or shoot, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's one thing I would recommend for all of you guys. You know, if you guys have an opportunity to get to know, you know, account executives, people people from the carriers, number one, write business with them. Because mm-hmm. I, I think if you don't write business with them, they, it's hard for them to take you seriously. Because, you know, we have some people making suggestions like, hey, how about you guys do this? How about you do this? And I'm like, I look at their numbers. I'm like, you don't even write with that carrier. Right. And they're like, well, I would accept. And I'm if like, y'all made these changes. I'm like, they're going to survive without you. So <laughs> like, it's not that big of a deal. If you if you if you get if you're a serious player and you're or you're or just showing like a consistent like type of uh, activity that's beneficial to them too, I mean they will try to go out their way if that's something that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. Okay, you've had a lot of carriers help you out along the way too, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think um, it helps out with Albert knowing them and then helping them on a personal level. So you know when you guys join and go to conferences, hang out at the booths. You know, get to shake hands, get to know them individually. Get they get to know you, so that whenever you have a little bit of a favor, um, there's a name to a face instead of just like who's this random agent needing this much of a hassle to help out. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And even with Jack, I mean, Jack's one of the best though. <laughs> he knows how to take care of it. But besides him being one of the top guys in the, the VP reps. He prouds himself as being one of the sales agents that's been in the business for a while, too. So he understands where we're coming from. Mm-hmm. So when you have somebody that you can build a relationship with, either from a, a carrier rep to even just uplines, other people in different teams, you build these relationships, you get to pick up little things. So, you know, we, we hear little things from the grapevine, whether it's going to happen or not, or the rumors that could happen in the future. You get you get a little bit of a heads up. Yeah. And Jack's a, Jack's a straight shooter. Yeah. yeah. So like he'll 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 kind of he'll kind of tell you because I was actually talking about this situation. I was asking for I was trying to get an exception for an agent. An agent agent had dead, and I was just trying to extend it out for this agent. Which most situations, when it's reasonable, I can normally use my influence and my my yeah, uh, yeah. relationships to be able to you know get them to to be a little bit more lenient with certain things. There was a certain there was a certain agent that it got to a certain point. And they just had this debt sitting around for a while. They were asking for an extension, asking for a payment plan, asking for whatever. And you know, for me, I'm I'm like that's my guys. So I, I I gotta I gotta advocate for them. So I, you know, I went and started asking. And I'm like, hey, can we do this? And can we do that? And then you know, I I kept going back and forth. And you know, for me, a lot of times I get my way. But then it got to a point with that with this particular case, Jack was like, okay, well, he hasn't written since this time. You know, this has been sitting there for this long. He's like he's like, if you don't take care of it, it's gonna roll debt to you. And he's like, he's like, like, he's like, Albert, you're, you're a smart guy. You've been in this business for a long time. Wake up. <laughs> he's got to fix it. And I'm like, you know, fair enough for as good of a buddy as, as, as he is of mine for him to like shoot it straight sometimes and just like put me back in, in perspective. I'm like, you know, I appreciate that kind of stuff. He's looking out for you. Absolutely. Yeah. So 
you know, so because I, I do, yeah, probably sometimes I leave with my heart a little bit too much. And you know, I'm, I'm just thinking, I want to believe the agent is, is going to take care of it. But look, it's also not unreasonable for the agent to take care of their responsibility. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's that's a that's start of the relationships. I mean, as far as relationships, you you also have a podcast that you're going to be doing right yeah. after this. Yeah. yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Well, uh, we don't have a name yet. It's going to be uh, myself and uh, Victor Rodriguez, who's yeah. like my little brother. Um, we're featuring today is uh, Raul Curiel, El Cougar is what they call him. So he is a champion. He's got two belts. He's a boxer. Um, I believe he's like 27, 28 years old. He's 13 and 0. He's undefeated. And uh, we just got to see him this last Thursday at uh, Fantasy Springs Casino in Indio. And it was sick, you know, just to be there. And that was my first boxing event. Victor has way more experience. He comes from that world. But we're going to feature him today, you know, so he's going to be coming in the studio and, um, you know, we're going to shoot a podcast. And really the vision is, you know, um, kind of like Yoel, you know, with his hangouts thing where like they just, you know, it's his boys or whoever's here, like just just a conversation. I want to run something like that. But I'm I'm thinking and, and you know, we're just in in the beginning stages. So it's, it's definitely going to change. But I think right now I was thinking earlier, like, do I want this to be just business or you know, so I, I think it's going to be kind of open to where I'll have someone, you know, like an athlete, maybe next week, a business owner, maybe, you know, next week's just some friends and, you know, get some good conversations going. So um, I'm really excited. I mean, I don't know. You know, I think it's fun. I don't know where it's going to take us. And, you know, on that note, shout out to you. You know, thank you for being very generous with your awesome and expensive and intricate, you know, equipment that you have back here and, and Bryce as well. Um, we really do appreciate that. So we're excited to to get that going. Relationships. Yeah. Thank you. Is this your, so this is your inaugural podcast? So, you know, we started one, Victor and I started one, uh, what, like a year ago. Uh, oh, I don't yeah, I saw it. Yeah. yeah. We started one, we called it like money moves with Marlon. Didn't go very far. It was just <laughs> how many episodes? Just one, just one, oh. just one episode. <laughs> We did one in the in my backyard. Um, it, I think it, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. It was it was. It was uh, yeah, we were outside, okay. you know, and it's it's the good lighting exactly. It's just the sun's out there, and you know, good background, and all that. But uh, for one reason or another, you know, it just wasn't the right time. And I mm-hmm. think that the uh, the team that we were working with, um, things didn't work out. Not that they were bad or anything. It's just timing, you know. So we we did get a little taste of that. And we, I've always wanted to do something like that, but it really is just timing and money. Just like, okay, where am I at now? You know, where's Victor at too? Cause I want to have a co-host. So I think it's, it's a good time for both of us now. Yeah. And I, I think it's, I think that's the thing that most people need to understand, whether it's doing a podcast, building your insurance business, you know, starting, starting it, whatever type of business that you want, you don't need to have it all figured out up front. Yeah. Like you, you, you don't have it, it, doesn't have to be like, hey, I know exactly what I'm going to do. It's it's like, just get started. You'll yep. figure it out along the way. You'll realize, because you could you could think this is the best idea in the world. You start doing it, you're like, yeah, I don't really like that. Yeah, exactly. And you could pivot another direction. So the thing is, as long as you get going, and that, that's an exciting venture. Like, yeah, like I said, we don't even have a name. I don't really know where it's going to go. Punch me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, that was already taken. Oh. So speaking of punch me in the face, shout out Sean Mike because it's his birthday today. So hey. oh, happy birthday, if, Sean! If anyone wants to. Which I don't think he's a big fan of, like the the birthday text messages. But yeah. you know, if you really feel in your heart to do so, I'm gonna text him. Go right ahead, now. go ahead and do so. I mean, I I personally did. I know he hates it. 
<laughs> but I was just like, I was like, hey, just wanted to wish you happy birthday. Just want to take this moment to tell you I appreciate you for everything you've done for this company, for me and my business up to this point. So, yeah. you know, it's it's we we can't take life for granted. And sometimes it takes like a birthday for you to actually say something that you feel on a normal basis anyway, but mm. you don't say it on a daily basis. It's true. Do we know his age? 45, 46, 45, 46. I think it's, I think it's higher than that, but I'll, I think he'll take it. Okay. <laughs> let's just, let's just make it. Really sure. You're getting a comp increase. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to say something. Nice. If, if um, John said earlier that you're talking about the importance of building relationships and, and getting to know these reps and, and you made a suggestion to, you know, when we're at conventions or conferences, whatever, like when you see them in the booths or the tents, whatever, go and talk to them. Yes. And, you know, I was just reflecting, as you said that, and, and, and I think I've been here three years and like the first year and a half, I was like, that is not, not that that's dumb, but I didn't see a point to that. I'm like, I don't want to meet these people. Like, bro, let's go, let's go get a drink. Let's go, you know, on some real, like, you know, like, like who, more fun. who's Jack, who's what, why do they matter? You know, on some dumb, dumb ish, you know, on some, you know, lacking intelligence, but you know, I remember you probably don't because I know, you know, you talk to a lot of people, but I remember when it, one, one time we had a convo through text where I think I told you like, eh, I don't really see, yeah, yeah, I don't really see uh, <laughs> the point of me going to this dinner. Right. And, you know, you, you came back with like, well, look, these P like everyone, every business, every company, it's made up of people. Like these are real people, these reps, these, these people that we're emailing and you never know, you never know when you're going to need help or, or when they're going to need you. And you just never know. It, it can't hurt you. Right. And you, you mentioned some stuff like they could help you sponsor events and just mutual benefits and stuff that I didn't really understand and see, because I think I wasn't either big enough or, you know, I, I don't know, but now it's like, damn, like this is a perfect example. Like this dinner was like, you know, because if I wasn't anybody and, and maybe even if I wasn't anybody, but through your relationship with him, like he maybe would have just done it because of because of you. Like, all right, I know this is Albert's boy. I don't really know him, but I'm still going to do it for Albert. But I know I'd like to think that Jack knows me a little right. bit because we've had a few dinners. But that is it's it's very true. Like I would I would echo that. And I just wanted to share that because I don't know if people feel that way. I know I did. That's a great point. And, and it cost me who knows what, you know, and, and thankfully because of. That's one thing I've learned from you that you don't overlook that, you know, whether it's 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 Bobby or or whatever rep from, you know, other carriers is you take the time because you understand that there's just you just never know what's going to happen when you're going to need help. And now that I'm going through in, in this stage in business, going through um, certain things that I wasn't going through before, I can see the importance where it's like, OK, you know, I, I need some help. And, you know, it's it's always good to have those relationships. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you learned that because the reality is if Marlon needed something, I could go to Jack as an intermediary and just be like, hey, I, my guy Marlon needs this. Can you do this? And he probably would. Right. But, you know, what? that's not what I want long term. I, I want everyone to have their own relationship. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with the carry reps. So Marlon go to him directly, advocate for his people, mm -hmm. you know, do what do what do what needs to be done. And, and the thing is, you you don't know what you get, what you have out there until you actually put yourself out there. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's that's a. So then since we're on the topic of uh, relationships, as far as Marlon not wanting to go up, go up to introduce himself, not even just to a carrier rep or account executive, let's just say you're at an, at an event, which we got sales conferences coming up in October. Mm -hmm. I highly advise you to get out to the one local to you. Or if you want to fly out to LA, you guys are all welcome to this one. 
but um when it comes when it comes to relationships like that the thing is i've been in that position like marlon and, and just been like should i really go up and say what's up to these guys you know to this vendor or to to this this carrier or to whoever this representative like should i even bother go introducing myself and it's see like it's never been like a it's never been an ego thing where it's like oh i'm too good for these people like these guys can't do nothing for me it's, it has nothing to do with that ironically it's always like well why do they need to know who i am like i'm i'm not that big of a deal like won't make a difference where in reality it's like how do you become someone of importance how do you become someone of influence how do you become someone that can get things done it's like you got to go put yourself out there. This is the only way to make things make things happen. Now, obviously, for me, like it worked out really well because you know FFL. I got in. I got in at at the time when it was really exploding, and then I happened to build a team. And then you know these carriers took notice. They're like, "Who's this guy?" Mm-hmm. And then so a lot of them came up came up and introduced themselves to me. So you know, I'm I'm a naturally friendly person anyway. But it, it felt really cool that they came up and and introduced themselves because I was like my like why do, you, why do you want to know who i am <laughs> but then they all knew my name they, they knew my numbers and you know that's it's a blessing so you know that's two ways you can do it either you can build up your business get to the point where people can't ignore you which i like that route because you'll be making money along the way mm-hmm. your business will be will be growing or you know until you're ready to that point until you're not until you feel ready to that point just go introduce yourself yeah and everybody's a somebody you know, no matter what you may think of yourself, no matter where you think you may may happen to be, like there's there's no particular timeline. And the thing is, that timeline could get accelerated if you go and do small little things like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those relationships do matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I could add to that too, I remember um, I was in that position too. We 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 all came from a previous company, and you know, when we would go to meetings, we would already be hating it, right? So right. you're just like When's dreading dreading the meeting and. We make the most out of it. We we have fun, you know. We we talk to other people, but Albert was really good at building relationships with team with people in different teams, and he he would make a connection to me in my head. Man, I don't want to talk to this new agent. <laughs> I don't want to talk to this new supervising uh, agent because just like what you said, what what am I going to get out of this? They're going to ask me more questions. I'm going to give more information. I'm not going to get anything out of this. Forget right. it. Just talk to your manager. That was my main, my main like, talk to you have an upline. Yeah. He knows. <laughs> talk to your manager. But funny enough, you know, we come to a point where, okay, well, we're unhappy. Albert goes and leaves first. And then the rest of the people that were unhappy had a way out and they had a connection with Albert. So that's one of the big that's things that when Albert left, he people gravitated towards him because they weren't happy where they were at. Yeah. And yeah. so if he didn't have those relationships, you know, would he have planned that? Did he plan on switching over? No, but he kept the relationships and the people that were in the same feeling as us had someone to lean on. It's true. It's true. That's a good point. I mean, you're funny. very good at that. It's funny how things worked out. Cause I mean, it was never like, I never even thought I was leaving that company. Right. And and I didn't, I didn't think like, Oh, I'm going to be nice to the, pretend nice to this guy. So later on in the future, it's something's <laughs> going to, Someone gonna pan out for me. Like I was just thinking, like you know, how much work is it for me to just say hi to this guy? Yeah. How much work is it for me just to give give him some knowledge that you know, you know, whatever whatever I can do to help this person out? And then you know, you never know in life. It, it was never my intention, but relationships mm-hmm. sometimes they surprise you in the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, that's that's just that's just my my personal take on things. I think it's done well for me to 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 a large degree. I mean, obviously, there's been certain situations that where it didn't work out to my favor. But then again, it's like that's that one situation doesn't define me. So why not just go and do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So speaking of relationships, we got we got a 
one of Marlon's agents here. We had John Tell, not to be confused with John Telly. Um, but you know, he he's he's been he's been focusing, at least I haven't got a chance to talk to him directly about it, but just looking at his numbers, looking at his productions, he's helped over 27 families last month. Nice. Uh looks like a lot of it happened to be through IULs or whole life policies for the infinite banking concept and and the be your own bank type, all, all these different concepts that people throw out there. And, you know, a lot of people are curious about it. A lot of people don't understand it, but you have to have a relationship with the client to be able to move around that, that much money. You have to help them understand their relationship with the banks versus the relationship with their own policy, because that's going to show the added benefit of, you know, why, why, this, why this type of tool could help you out. So without further ado, John Tell Jones joining us out of, uh, Orlando, Florida. Is that right? mm-hmm. That's it, Orlando. Yep. Thanks, thanks. I appreciate it, Albert. Glad Absolutely. to be here. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for for coming on and uh, and sharing a few words. So, how how was your month last month? What what did you think of it? Was it was it uh, something that you planned for? Or it was just kind of played out that way. Uh no, it was outstanding, bro. I'll take uh, twenty seven families every, every month. You know that's cool for me. Um, but uh, you know I didn't. Um, I'm just, uh, I think when you consistently do the work day by day, then I feel like you can have pretty decent numbers. So that's where I was at. I had kind of just been pretty consistent in my effort and uh, it worked out well. I think maybe I had one or two larger deals that helped, but, you know, just doing the the daily work, it turned out to be a pretty decent month for me. Right. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you used to focus a little bit more on final expense and, you know, uh, different types of insurance. Now, now you, you got into some some more of these IULs and, and whole life policies, more fo- cash value centric. Was that a conscious effort or was it just something that just played out? Well, um, to be honest, I uh, I think I still focus on final expense in term. I think that's probably uh, the bread and butter of most of the people we talk to, what we do here. So, um, but I just, um, i just went through a few books on it. I've learned quite a bit about it. And uh, these um, high cash value policies or the infinite banking concept, I mean, they're they're amazing, bro. They're like just hands down amazing. Um, I'll try not to start yelling or get too loud. As Marlon knows, I'm pretty passionate about it. I think it's pretty much something almost everybody can use. Um, so when the opportunity's there, um, I'm definitely going to talk about it. Um, but, you know, I'm not trying to put... Uh, speak about that to every person because it's definitely not for everyone, but it's uh, it's just it's just an awesome tool, a financial tool, and I I, I just believe in it. Uh, we're here to help families, and if I can help them in a bigger way, then I'm gonna do that. And I, I think uh, for a lot of people, it makes perfect sense to do. Okay. So, what sparked your interest with this type of with this concept or or using this type of product to to serve clients' needs? Was it was it a was it that you're just like, oh, I'm running to a lot of clients, or is it just something that personally interests you and it piqued your fascination? You said, I need to learn this. Um, yeah, I think it was the latter. I uh, a couple years back, I you know, I just tried to get more serious about uh, my craft and learning more things. And I don't, I still this date, I don't know if it's a more common thing or I'm just in a space where I hear about it more. But I hear about it all the time now. But um, I probably saw a video or something that was explaining it. Um, and then, you know, I got the Nelson Nash book, who was kind of the founder of the infinite banking concept, and then ran into some other books, what would the Rockefellers do and things like that. And the more I read about it, the, just the uh, the more exciting I got about it. Um, 
And, uh, you know, once as, as when I got more information, I just got more and more excited about it. It's been a, a time tested thing. Um, when you understand the, the concept of what banks will do with our money as opposed to what we can do with it. I, mean, I think if, for the most part, if anybody gets knowledgeable about it, you can't help to get a, but to get a little bit giddy about it because it's pretty awesome. Well, speaking speaking like Mar- Marlon's podcast that he's that he's planning on on getting set up, it, John Tell talks about oh I I started looking into it, then all these other things started popping up, and so obviously there's the algorithm. Yeah, the, the internet's an awful place sometimes, and it <laughs> whatever you look at, it's going to keep feeding you and feeding you and feeding you. It's also your phone. Yeah, <laughs> it's tracking it. They're listening to us right now, but uh, <laughs> so th- there's that. But also, I mean, like on a, on a more cosmic sense, whatever you think about the most starts popping up because you're attracting that into your life. So I mean, like. The internet, the internet, and social media is probably a bad example because there's people controlling it and they're trying to feed you certain things. But you know, if you're genuinely interested in something and you're, or you become obsessed with something, then that'll continue to, to pop up more and more because it may not even be like all of a sudden it just popped up. It it could have been around you the entire time. You were just never looking. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think I think it's a really really interesting concept. And you know, so if for a brand new agent, is it something you would recommend for them to start? Like how, how, how do you view that? No, no, I definitely don't think it's um, something for, you know, it's, it's slightly more complex than a fine doing a final expense. It's, it's uh, more into it. Um, being quite honest uh, for the time you invest in it, probably it pays less than if you do a final expense policy that maybe takes you an hour, one shot, one kill type thing. You make a thousand bucks where, you can um, have to do two, three, four appointments to do a, a high cash value IUL. And, you know, you're going to make a little bit more, but it's time wise, it's not proportionate, in my opinion. So I think it's time investment. It's more profitable to do final expense. Um, but again, we want to do right by the client. So if the situation fits and they and you understand what it is, then I think it, it's the good thing to do. Um, you know, so, yeah. And I, and I think. Um, for me personally, I, you know, I, I don't want to go all down the whole rabbit hole, but it's a, a, the economic certainty of the future isn't, uh, in my opinion, it's a little bit shaky. So I think uh, the things like this will really pay uh, big dividends, no pun intended, um, in the future um, because uh, just the way things are. So um, it's definitely not something for, um, in my opinion, for a brand new agent to do. But hopefully, if we're all continuously seeking knowledge and getting better and better, it's something you probably want to add to your arsenal at some point down the road. And, and let me just clarify my my statement. It's if you're a brand new agent, you want to get into it. I'm not stopping you, and I'm not telling you not to do it. I just don't think it's a very good plan if you need money can cash flow right away. Because in John Tell's situation, that's the best case scenario. You know, you could you could be running a lot more appointments, doing final expense or term or or mortgage protection or whatever. You could be doing a bunch of those, and then you know you make some money along the way. You could get a big policy, and that might might not be worth the time. But let's t- let's take the worst case scenario. It's complicated. It's a little bit more complicated than all these other types of plans. And then you start presenting, and then you suck, and you can't you can't sell, and then you're stuck without money. And then you're then you're st- still trying to figure out. Oh, I'm not, how do I get, how to get my business going? And then it takes, it, it's just a longer time for you to actually start seeing some income coming in. And then it might, it might throw you off from what you originally were going to do here. Right. So I just caution agents, brand new agents to do that. And if you're established where you're at and you want to, you want to incorporate this into what you're currently doing, I hundred percent agree with that. I think, I think you should, even though I don't think you should until you're master 
I mean, till where you are, want to be financially, you master final expense, you master mortgage protection, master whatever else it is. That brings you regular, simpler cash flow because sometimes you can get these policies, you can sell them, and then it has outstanding requirements. It doesn't issue for a while, you know, whatever it may be. So it does take a little bit longer time. So I'm just putting that out there. Yeah. And you mentioned too, you're doing three to four appointments, right? So you got to understand as well, the timing for you to get paid along with the amount of clientele, because this isn't your typical final expense client where you have a bunch of leads and a bunch of clients. It's like a few and far in between. Right. So what would you, what would you describe the, the perfect type of client? What kind of assets do they have or what kind of liquidity do, do they need to have to even discuss the infinite banking? Um, I think that if you're trying to, it obviously, you know, there's variables like their age and things like that. But for the most part, if you're trying to set up a high cash value or infinite banking uh, policy, um, if I mean, really, to be honest, if you should three hundred dollars a month is a bare minimum. So, you know, sometimes you talk to people and they they want to do that and they're saying, I'm going to do one hundred dollars a month. Well, it's, it's that that's not really going to happen, you know, um, or, you know, I I really like I said, it has to be the right client because sometimes people were talking about these type of infinite banking policies, but they keep on focusing on well, how much life insurance they want. Well, that's backwards. You know, with, with infinite banking concept, you're really trying to get in the as little life insurance as possible and put as much money as possible. So you say that to a client and they kind of go cross-eyed on you. you. What? Lower my life insurance and increase my payment? Um, that that really doesn't work out. So sometimes a person, they've heard these buzzwords and they want to do it, but then they're like, well, I also want a half million dollar policy. Oh, okay, well then you that's probably not going to be an infinite banking type concept unless you're willing to pay several thousand a month which most people aren't so you know i, I just think they have to uh be have excess cash flow you know they got to have not uh excess cash flow they got to understand that really uh and i'm i'm using 300 loosely but uh even 300 a month depending on their age may not be as impressive as they think when you look at down the road because you really got to you know overfund these things to uh to make them work well. So you got to, you know, have excess cash flow and kind of understand that concept of what it is. Um, I don't know. Did I answer your question, John? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, just so, if we can roll it back just a little bit for the people that aren't familiar with this concept, right. what is, since you've done, done the research, what is infinite banking and why did it get started? Um, infinite banking, I'll, I'll try to keep it uh, short and then you can ask me to elaborate if we need to. But uh, Nelson Nash started it, I don't think maybe in the 80s or something. Um, but uh, basically it was, um, I think almost by chance, he was a forester or something. He understood long-term concepts and uh, through uh, just his business dealings, he went through a rough spot. And by chance, one of the things that didn't get destroyed in his personal finances was his cat, uh, his whole life policy. And he kind of made what became aware of that and understood it and then started doing more into it. But what it is, is basically uh, uh, using a whole life. Some people will tell you an IUL, there's some debate there. We won't really get into that. Uh, but using like a cash value policy, typically overfunding it. Um, so you know, it pretty much based on your age and health, life insurance costs a set amount, varies a dollar or two depending on the carrier. But for the most part, 100000 of life insurance is going to cost a certain amount. 
Now, if that amount costs you $150, but you can put in $300, well, then that additional money is going into the savings portion of the policy. Um, and, you know, then when you think about where we typically save money, which is in a bank, which pays you 0.02.04%. But in these policies, you you know, depending on whether it's a whole life or an IUL, you know, four to 10% or whatever that may look like. So your money's growing at a much higher rate. And then because it's life insurance, there's some tax advantages to it. The carriers work with you. So uh, it just became a way that I think uh, was stumbled upon um, during the Great Depression, when we were in a big uh, trouble, uh, that was the one area that did not miss a beat. They uh, paid dividends throughout that entire period, which was a huge eye opener to people. Um, and then in hindsight, more and more people started putting money into it. And, um, you know, and, and that's where the concept came from. I think it, be it became called infinite banking because if you can fund it to a level where you can then remove the banks and things from certain things where if you can fund it to where when you need your next car, you know, you can take a loan from your policy, uh, which then you don't have to go through an approval process. Um, you're going to just be given the money. And then if you can be disciplined enough to make that payment back to your policy, just like you would have had to make a car payment if you got the loan. Now that, that all the interest that would have went out of your household, staying in your household, and these numbers can really snowball and uh, become really large. And if you do it properly, you could buy your own, your next house, your car, your things like that. Um, so it's, it's probably uh, the best place most of us can save money. Um, and still have access to it. Um, that's the other caveat. And there's some other good places, but then because these are pre-tax places, you can get put money in there, but you can't get it out until you're 59 and a half and things. And when you start understanding um, how much we can lose by uh, opportunity loss, you know, you come across, if I only had $10,000, I could invest in this. And maybe you have 100000 in your 401k, but you can't take it out. But if you have that in your policy and you can take it out, you can use it, put it back and things like that. So in essence, if you fund it properly enough, you become your own bank and you can loan yourself the money rather than having to go to an institution to get money if you set it up the right way. Very, that very makes good sense? research. Cool. Yes, yeah. it does. Love, love the passion behind it too. So the infinite bank, infinite banking just means like the, the infinite concept is just you're feeding into your own policy. Your policy is feeding you, feeding back to you and creating this infinite loop. Yeah. You know, um, if you uh, if you look at the numbers, some people like if, you know, uh, most of us prior to understanding this concept, you were pretty much considered saving the money to buy a car is pretty disciplined. So rather than having to take out a loan, you save the money, you go pay for the car cash. You get your car. Um, but when you look at the numbers on a chart, uh, you're still losing because uh, your money earns you money. You know, so if you got to save up fifty thousand dollars to buy a car, um, you, that takes you five, six years, whatever that looks like. You take your fifty thousand, you go buy your car. Now your account's back at zero. Um, and then you spend the next five or six years building that back up where, you know, one of the things that people like about a um a concept with the, uh, taking loans from policy is you're not, and I don't know if this is getting too in depth, you're not really pulling your money out. So you continue to earn 
compound interest on your money the whole time. So you're not starting at zero again. And then when you pay the money back to your policy, when all that money's paid back, you've never really hit zero. So that compound or that infinite concept becomes bigger and bigger. And when you inject that interest that would have been going to Bank of America or Chase or whoever into your policy, it becomes bigger and bigger and it uh, be can become pretty substantial over time. And it's also um, by the nature of the design, your death benefit and your cash is growing so that at the point of our life where most of us are probably going to actually die when we're old and wrinkled, uh, your death benefit is the biggest where rather than in the beginning when we're probably not going to die. So it's just a lot of things about it make a lot of sense if you understand how that concept works. Right. Yeah. Producer Bryce and I actually just record, we recorded a video a little bit earlier. I, I was running some illustrations with John this morning for a couple of clients and you know, they're illustrating it about, you know, five, six, seven percent. It can it can go up in various, you know, so none of this is definitive, but it so if it's illustrating at, at five, six, seven percent, that's how much interest is 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 accruing and building up based off of how the index is performing. But you know, if you if you if you in that situation like John Tell just just uh described, you know, if you let's say you need fifty thousand to bar to borrow for to pay for your car, you can go to the bank and you can pay them what 12, 15, 30% APR. And finance. Right? Yeah, right. And then the finance costs, all that, all that stuff. So you could you could be paying paying a bank back that, and then you're you're making the principal payment and then the interest rate on yeah. top of it. Or I mean, if you have structured your life insurance policy properly, you know, you, you got with a good agent like John Tell who set you up, set you up proper, uh, you were able to build up cash value substantial over over time that compounded over time, and then you have fifty thousand in there, you can just take that, take from that. You're borrowing against that. At a four, four and a half percent interest rate, and then in the meantime, you're not you're not necessarily just paying that back because meantime that it formed an arbitrage. There still is that cash value that as if it, the money still is all in there, and it continues to build at a five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten percent interest rate. So you could be making money even though you borrow that money out. Yeah. If you if it's done properly, and if you understand how your interest rates and everything work, so you know that's 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 a really neat tool that that people can take advantage of if you. Uh, if you have it in, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to make sure you're dealing with the right clients. Like, Hey, so the issue with the social media though, is they, they sell what it does, yeah. but they don't go in through the process of how to start it. Right. And how to so, keep it, maintain it. So I get all, I get questions I'll, I'll asked all the time. Does this work? Like I can put in a hundred dollars a month and take out 30,000 tomorrow. <laughs> I'm all like, yeah. no, bro, you're not the right client. <laughs> how do you how do you overcome those type of uh, individuals then? Because like, they bring it up to you, then you got to qualify them, and they're not really qualified. Um. Well, you know, I uh, I don't know. I'm pretty straightforward. You know, uh, we're gonna uh, we'll what ask have a few questions, but I'll just I'll tell you. You know, like. Um, it's it's not um it's not magic. It's not anything where you can like set it up today and and take out ten thousand tomorrow. I'm I'm direct. I mean I'm polite, but I'm direct about that stuff because I uh I'm not gonna waste my time trying to have some conversation or drag a person who's never really gonna be able to do it to that or whatever. So you know I'm I'm just pretty direct that it's a great concept, but um you know you got to be able to fund it properly. I explain, I typically am going to, um, based on their age, you know, I may give them a ballpark of what they may need to be willing to invest. Or I also sometimes explain people wanting to do this concept 
understand a lot of times they're not so much focused on how much life insurance they get. And then I say what I just said a little while ago that, you know, actually the people who understand it the most are trying to get as little life insurance as possible and put as much money as possible. And for most people, if you're not really getting it, that statement alone to clear things up like, oh, I don't want that. And then we can move on to something and you can get you a nice term or a final expense or whatever you might want, you know, because I'm happy to sell that, too. It's just if it, if it works for a person, then, you know, we can go down that road. But I, I'm polite but direct about what it looks like and how that would work. I think also, um, you know, what you see on a lot of people talking um, and they refer to it as an investment, you know, and I just think that that's. Um, that's probably not the right way to talk about it because um, it, it's not an investment. You know, if anything, you might want to call it a savings account on steroids or something like that. But it's about uh, saving your money in a very advantageous place rather than investing. Um, so, you know, I think having that conversation will clear things up for people as well. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. It's like, what if you have a client that does have the money and they say, what's the difference between doing this? And then I just put my money in the stock market. Um, well, for me, um, and I could really get rambling on, I, I think you have to uh, really have your principles in line with what you're trying to do. Um, and to be quite honest, I don't know if uh, probably eight out of 10 people, they won't get it. But uh, to me, you know, there's a lot of risk in the stock market, obviously. So there's a higher upside, but there's a higher risk. So um, wherever you're at in your wealth building strategy, um, I think everybody hears the words, but I don't know if people really they sink in that you got to have a solid, safe foundation. So if you don't have a certain amount of money saved up, that solid, safe, um, it ain't going to grow as fast as the stock market, but it is growing. It's moving for you, but it's solid. Then you probably you don't you really don't have no business investing in the stock market or these other things because uh you can try and get rich quick, but you probably ain't going to end up there. So um, that that's my explanation is um, I just try to explain to people that what I'm trying to do for my personal self and people that I'm working with is build things in, in proportion to how they should be done. And in your wealth building, you need a solid, safe foundation because things go up and down. The stock market is going to dip every seven to 10 years. And if you can't afford to ride through that dip, you're going to be in a bad situation. So if you don't have a certain amount of safe money accumulated, then it's probably not smart to um, to to invest in the stock market, in my opinion. That being said, if that's what you want to do, it's your money, have a ball, you know, but that's I'm, I wouldn't advise somebody to do that. That's a good point. Actually, yeah. I, had, I actually had a lady ask me that, that, that question this morning. She, she was like, well, I have a Roth IRA. Why don't I just put more money in there versus getting getting insurance policy? I'm like, yeah, you could do that. But I'm like, there's maximum contribution limits for one. But more importantly, like if you you put that money in, market goes down. You can lose money if you get, if you put money in this. And the thing is, let's say the bottom fell out, you still have life insurance at the very least. I'm like, so you know, it's 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 designed to be a a, a tool, it's not an investment. You know, so just like John Tell said, so that's a that's that's a key distinction that you need to make out to your clients. So you just want to lead with, hey, you get life insurance, plus also has this added component, and then you can break that down. So what do you do in those situations when you run into a client, uh, let's say they're in their mid fifties or early sixties and they say, Hey, I want, I have, I have a decent amount of money. I want to get in, get into the infinite banking. Cause you know, realistically, that's probably gonna be for most Americans. They won't really accumulate much money until they get a little bit older, especially once they get a little bit more responsible. Cause in the early days they're, they're buying bottles and doing whatever they want to do for fun. 
but as they as they get a little bit older, that's when they're in better position. But what do you say to those clients? How do, how does that generally work out? Um, well, you know, I think I think we have, you know, just a kind of a discovery conversation with how much money, what are you trying to do? And and for me, after we get some initial questions, also, you know, their health and things matter. I probably, to be honest, if we have some basic questions and it seems like it's a it's a possibility, then I think, you know, we're going to do an illustration and then I'm going to let you see and understand what it looks like, because like uh, John was saying, some people have these uh, visions of grandeur that, you know, OK, I can start doing 150, 200 a month. And in five years, what can I do? Probably not a much, you know, you know what I'm saying? Probably not a whole lot, you know. So um, to me, an illustration kind of clears things up. If we if we've had some uh, conversation where it seems like it's feasible, um, then I, I would put together initial illustration. Um, and, you know, we, we talk about that. And if they're still understanding or maybe they realize, oh, that's not a big and they want to go up. And if it's still on the table, then then we can get into more details. But I think for me, that that clears it up rather than me speculating a whole lot. But, you know, there's some initial conversation that can make it clear it's not going to work. But if it sounds like it would, then, you know, we probably move to an illustration. We take a look at that. They see some actual numbers. And if that's making sense or they're willing to adjust what they can do to make it do what they want, then, you know, we can proceed. If not, we can pivot to what's more appropriate for their needs. Right. Because I've in those situations, I personally have had to find more delicate ways of, of telling them, like, you're no spring chicken. You don't got you don't got that time for the compounding interest to really, you know, really do its thing. So, you know, I just I let the client know, I'm like, hey, you, you may have you may be able to front load this policy if you have a good lump sum of money. And we could we could do it this way, uh, but you know it takes two takes two things for this money to really grow at that rate that you're expecting. It's going to be a principal amount at the beginning, and then time. And while you may have the money right now, you may not have the luxury of time. You know, so just we want to keep that temper, that expectation. We can run an illustration. Let's take let's take a look at it, and we'll see how that goes. And if we have a lump sum of money, if that didn't quite work out, we can always pivot to an annuity. Hmm. Right. Definitely, definitely. I got a technical question. Um, so let's say you're dealing with a uh, a client early early age, let's say early 30s, right? And they have the disposable income. So for your choice from the product wise, you mentioned earlier, uh, it's either a whole life or an IUL. Where do you lean towards? Um, it's my belief. I'm I lean towards whole life, but we could probably fight all day about that. I think the majority of people would probably say an IUL. Um, because an IUL has a higher upside and it happens to pay us more. So, you know, it's easy to lean that way if you if you do that. Um, and that's just, you know, I think that's a personal preference. I think that's risk tolerance as well. You know, um, if you're if you're willing to be more risky, probably an IUL does make more sense. But again, um, a couple of years back, I just decided to get in line with money principles. And if you want to build a solid foundation, then a whole life is the way to go because a uh, whole life isn't indexed on the market. It's going to do what it does pretty much no matter what. And that way, you you know what an illustration on a whole life looks like is probably more definite than what an illustration on an IUL looks like. So that's the conversation I have. You know, if I educate, I'm being 100 percent, if I educate them and they say IUL, I may be happy inside because I told you to both, but uh, you want an IUL, so let's run it. Um, but I'm going to explain that an IUL probably has a higher upside um, 
whereas a uh, whole life is probably a little bit more stable. Um, so depending on that person's uh, risk tolerance, that'll determine which way they want to go. Yeah, that's good. And then front front loading makes a difference too, in terms of which product to kind of go with. So uh, for, so for all of you guys out there watching, I mean, obviously this is kind of a advanced market kind of, kind of sales. Yeah. So if you don't understand it, you're, you're in the, you're in a good bit of class of other people, you know, took us all a while to kind of build up to this point. So, you know, if, uh, if you have any questions in the future, I mean, if there's anyone out there watching that, that's not part of FFL and they want to, they want to contact John Tell and work with you and learn from the master. How do they, how do they get hold of you? Um, what's my Instagram? Oh, at, at Gentel Jones, I, bro, I'm still getting there on social media. Can you spell Gentel, uh, can you spell Gentel for us? Yes. It's, uh, at J A N T A L E J O N E S Jones. Cool. Let me double check. I'm double checking that. Brother, Found you. Yeah. Yeah. John Tell Jones, right. just first name, last name. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> One yeah, and only on you. Instagram <laughs> has his face in it. So you guys can't miss it. Yeah. And then also, if I just want to add, um, we do have resources. We had Scott Janad before uh, that came in. Uh, if you guys look up at our FFL Elite YouTube, you just type in Infinite Banking. He went over a training on the details yeah. of the, the the technical details of how it works. And if, if ever needed, just go to FFL AMS, the Simple Retirement Solutions. They have videos on that as well. And they can help run illustrations. Right. And, then, you know, as, as far as utilizing your resources around you and, you know, cultivating these type of relationships. Like I haven't, I haven't done an infinite banking with a, with, with a whole life policy like that. So, I mean, like if I needed it, I would, I'd reach out to John town and be like, Hey, instead of me trying to figure this thing out, how do, how do, how do we, how can you help me out with this? Let's do a split. Let's do something. There's always, there's always these opportunities out there. So um, go with someone who has produced results, someone that knows what they're doing. Yep. I, mean, I feel, I feel with everything we learned from John tell today, He's definitely one of those dudes. Appreciate you, Albert. I appreciate you guys having me on. Absolutely. So appreciate all you guys uh, coming on, sharing John Tell. You know, thank you for the knowledge. Thank you for your perspective on, on this particular topic. Marlon, thank you much, very much for coming in. John, appreciate your co-hosting. Bryce, producer Bryce in the background. So everyone else that's on here, hope that that was something that you can apply. Uh, just think about your relationships as you go through this weekend, figure out, is, your, is that relationship serving you or is it hurting you? And if it's hurting you, I mean, is it time to let go? Is it something you need to go and figure out how to address something to make it go right, to be to be beneficial to you? Life's short. You know, make the most of it. So for the relationships you do care about, continue to cultivate and build upon that. And let's go, let's go and be elite, guys. Appreciate yeah. you all. Hope you guys enjoyed the video. Thank you guys once again for supporting. If you guys want to see more of that, please make sure you like, subscribe. Uh, click on this link here to subscribe. Click on this link for the next video.